0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast, the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. We don't just talk about it. We give you the play by play. We give you the details. We give you the how to. We give you the practical steps. That's what Play by Play is in this podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some great practical things that you can do to be more productive when working from home. Now, if you don't work from home, don't dismiss this episode altogether. There are still some practical applications that you can translate into your workplace. This episode today is brought to you by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at Two Sons Wood. They make farm tables, rustic farm tables, coffee tables, uh, headboards, beds, coffee bars. You name it, if it's rustic, they're building it. If you can dream it or draw it, they can build it. Their contact information is in the show notes. Check out their pictures on Facebook and see what kind of work they can do for you. Maybe there's something you just can't live without. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening. I am live from the Clothus. It is episode number 28, and yes, I am in my closet office, and today we're going to be talking about being super productive and creating a sense of joy while working from home. Now, I know this episode may not be applicable to everyone that's listening, but there's going to be some things that you can translate over into uh, your work uh, in your traditional office at at the workplace, or maybe just your life in general. I want to tell you, working from home, the struggle can be real. The distractions are enormous at times. So for me, uh, I have worked from home. I have worked in my own offices that I had the opportunity to set up and to design and, and create. I've also worked in a number of corporate settings where I was just assigned an office. Uh, there, was, there was a time in my life when I was flying on a medevac helicopter, and we used to say that we had the best office view of anyone because we were at, you know, 1,500, 2,000 feet, and we just saw, you know, the, the world, just the earth, and it was beautiful. Uh, but that's not always the case, right? Sometimes we have to make the best of what we have, and working from home can have its challenges. But today, I want to give you some practical things. If you take these deliberate steps, you can be far more productive. Uh, and you really create uh, an environment where you can really enjoy working from home, right? Uh, I want to qualify this. There's a lot of projects that you're working on or jobs or tasks or teams that you're on that you simply can't work from home. And I, I, I readily identify that. Uh, but, but this is for people that work from home or have a home office or maybe even your side hustle where you've created a home office. Uh, or maybe you're in an office space that's small, at work and it's kind of isolated and so you can translate some of these things so let's jump right in today the first thing that i would recommend to you is that you you set a schedule Uh, so it's so important that we follow a schedule whether you're at a traditional office space or in your home office Uh, flexibility can be taken to the extreme And, and while we love the idea of being flexible because that is one of the perceived benefits of working from home, that flexibility can absolutely be taken to the extreme. So let's let's set a schedule. Uh, I recommend that you get started early. Uh, maybe you're not a morning person, that just doesn't work. But I have found that when you get started early and you get into your routine, that you're going to be more productive throughout the day. Now, there may be times throughout the day where you're more productive than others. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just going to touch on this because I could talk for an hour about this, but there's this phenomenon. It's called decision fatigue, and the idea is that you are only going to make a certain number of of decisions in a day where you're making good decisions. So you your brain has the ability to make a certain number of good decisions, or you have a certain amount of... Of processing ability, and uh, and some people have more than others, and and this is a trait that some people have, uh, their 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 mind battery, their battery pack of their mind. Some some people it's bigger, but at some point throughout the day, you you hit a point called decision fatigue if you have exhausted your mind sufficiently, and at that point you really don't need to be making any major decisions anymore. At that point, that's when we just need to be working on relatively mindless tasks. Uh, administrative things that that don't require a lot of thought. Uh, I used to, uh, when I knew that I was going to have a important meeting in the afternoon, uh, maybe I was going to have an important call or an important client meeting or something like that in the afternoon, I would deliberately do less mind-intensive tasks in the morning uh, so that I wouldn't have to worry about hitting decision fatigue in the middle of an important meeting. So think about the... Mind intensiveness of your tasks, and try to help schedule your day to uh, best utilize or, or avoid decision fatigue. Schedule breaks throughout the day. Take time to to break for lunch. Take time to take a short break. Uh, you know, throughout the day, aside from your lunch breaks. And don't go crazy with your lunch. You know, don't go to the kitchen and cook you a big old spread. Um, perhaps you're meal prepping in the evening time so that you can. Um, then just take a short break at lunch and and maybe use your lunch break to run some errands, just like you would in a traditional office. Try to stick to a schedule that is reasonably close to what you might have if you were not working from home. Your breaks, when you take them, take a short break. That was for you, Tommy Trucks, a short break. That's, That's Grant Cardone speak for short break. Take a short break. I mean, Grant Cardone says you need a break, take a break. Take 45 seconds. Now, that may be a little extreme, but the point is take the break and then get back to work. So at the end of the day, end your work and leave it there. Leave your work where it sits. It'll be there, you know, in the morning when you come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Your office space, let's talk about that. It needs to be a dedicated space if you can, right? Your office space is not the couch. It's not the kitchen table. If you can help it, your office space needs to be a dedicated space space that you can set up like an office, that you can create office type, uh, an office-type environment so that you can go to the office, so that you can go to this home office and you can close the door and uh, just like when you go to your traditional office traditional office in in a workplace, right? You go when you get there, you see everybody else there, they're working, you you recognize that it's time to go to work. You need to have that kind of a environment in your home office. You need to have a space that's dedicated for you to go to work. One of the challenges that you face and, and if you're if you work from home and you don't have a dedicated space, this is going to absolutely speak to you. If you are sharing your off your home office space with some other space that you have in your home. So uh, some other living space, right? So if it's your kitchen or your living room or whatever that is, if you're sharing that space with something else, it's hard to put that work down. Isn't it? It's hard to leave it there and just leave it behind at the end of the day. And the reason is that it's it's in it's in your sight. It's it's part of your life. It's it's it, your your office space becomes part of your every aspect of life. And it needs to be a separate piece of your life. Your office at home needs to be a separate piece of your life. Just like you were going to a traditional office, you need to go to your home office, and it needs to be a separate space. Maybe have some background noise on, uh, you know, a TV in another room, or uh, some music on very low. N- nothing with lyrics that you're going. That's going to be a distraction. Um, I like just quiet. I don't. I don't like having background noise, but for some people, that can help make them more productive. Let me talk about technology for a second. It's important that you invest in the technology that will help you to become more productive. If you're working on a laptop, um, go buy two flat screen monitors and hook those up to your laptop so that you've got dual screens, that you've got a regular workspace like you might have if you're in a traditional. Sometimes in our home office, we tend to cut our our equipment or our, uh, you know, our technology uh, short because we're in a home office, but you need to make sure that you have the appropriate amount of technology so that that technology is not standing in the way of you being productive. Uh, a flat screen monitor, you can get a 24 inch flat screen monitor for a hundred bucks. So budget that, get your employer to pay for it, or if they won't pay, pay for it, you pay for it. You're going to reap the rewards of it tenfold over just through your level of enjoyment and satisfaction and peace of mind, so get you a couple monitors. Get you if you're working on a laptop, get you a full-size keyboard, um, get you a mouse and a pad. I mean, you get you the things that you need to be productive. Don't let technology stand in the way of you being productive. For a small investment, you can create a uh, a very productive environment from a technology perspective in your home office something that's extremely important, let's talk about this, um, setting boundaries for the people that are going to be in the home with you. You need to communicate expectations to your family and those that are going to be in the house with you. And this, I would even take this as far as your pets. Your pets can be a distraction at time, but your family needs to understand that your home office is Is no different than if you were going away to an office. Like they have to respect the boundaries of your home office just as if your office was in a professional, you know, office complex or a professional building. It's important that you set these expectations. You're going to have to communicate these things. You're going to have to say to your family, like, look, this is important that when I close the door and I go to work or when I close the virtual door, if there's not a door on your home office, like when I'm sitting down at my desk and I'm working, it's important that I not be distracted and I'm going to take breaks on you know a regular basis. And if there's something that you need from me, if it's not an emergency, please wait until I take my break or wait till my lunch hour um, and then... We can, you know, address whatever it is that you wanted to talk about. But this is so important. I, I see so many times that people um, struggle with productivity when from their home office because they haven't clearly communicated the expectations to the other people in the house of what those boundaries uh, of that home office need to look like. So be deliberate about that. Tell them, Jamie said that I have to have this conversation with you, <laughs> and maybe have them listen to this podcast. But it's imp- it is very important that you set those clear expectations. It will help you become far more productive if you can uh, eliminate the distractions. And and they're not trying to distract you on purpose. Look, they just love the fact that you're home. I mean, a lot of families are, think it's cool that you work from home. But they don't understand how distracting that can be when they just, you know, make one small comment or just want to have a quick Conversation, or you know, it's to them it's just a you know a, a sidebar conversation, but to you it's very disruptive, right? And it gets you off your train of thought, and uh, it, it can slow down your productivity. So there's two different they look there's two different viewpoints there, uh, and you just need to communicate that so the expectation is clear. Just have the conversation. Um, think about what you wear. You know, I I hear people say well, I work from home, so I get to work in my pajamas. I don't recommend that actually. Uh, I think that it 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 doesn't set you up for success, right? I think it still puts you in it. it doesn't get you into the right mind f- mindset or the right frame of mind where you're ready to tackle the tasks of the day. So when you start your day, get up just like you were going to go to the office. So get up and 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 tackle your your morning routines, whatever those things are. Uh, you know, take a shower, eat breakfast. You know, whatever you need to do in the morning, like as if you were leaving to go to work outside of your home. So, do all those things and then go to your home office. And I'm not saying you wear a suit and tie, but maybe if that's what you, if that's how you feel most productive, consider wearing whatever you would wear to the office if you were going to the office. Maybe a step down, but pajamas, scratch that off the list. Um, Dress for success. Even when you're working in your home office. It's important to find ways to interact with your coworkers who may be in a traditional office or they may be working remotely as well. Uh, You're you're gonna need to, uh, at times, get some face-to-face time with them. And so uh, you're gonna need to schedule time out of your office. Maybe you go to uh, Starbucks or to a coffee shop or to Panera or you go somewhere and just get out of the office, you get a fresh view and, and maybe you get some face-to-face time with your coworkers if they're not uh, you know, a long ways away. Maybe you get some face-to-face time. Maybe you do go to the office if, if you're near your office, but you just happen to work from home. Maybe you pop in there and you just get a little face-to-face time. But it's important to get um, time or interaction with your coworkers and other people. Uh, sometimes staring at the walls of your home office. Look, remember, you're spending a ton of time in your home you live there plus you work there and it's important that you get out and you get some uh, a, a fresh viewpoint so go to the coffee shop pick out some things that you can do remotely even more remote than your home office right maybe it's a conference call that you can take and you can do that from uh, a coffee shop or panera bread or something like that just find ways to interact with your coworkers face to face or Uh, We're going to talk about using technology here in a minute, but um, find ways to interact with people outside of the office just to get a fresh view. I'm not talking about spending a ton of time, but do be deliberate about getting out of the office and getting a fresh view. I just rode that horse till it was dead, didn't I? All right, uh, social media. There's times when social media is probably something that you have to do for your job. There may be um, you may be in some sort of a you know marketing role, or th- there may be times when social media, if it's your side hustle and you use social media as part of your marketing, uh, there's times when social media is going to have to be utilized in uh, in the tasks that you do throughout your day. However, the vast majority of times when you get on social media throughout the workday, it's not something that is work related. It's just not, and we know that, right? Um, So I recommend this. Uh, Number one is to log out of your accounts. If uh, your browsers automatically log in, log out. Uh, Maybe you use a browser. Maybe you tell your browser not to save my passwords. You know, automatically log me out. Like use, if you're on Chrome, you can use the Incognito browser. Uh, Go up there and click the little three dots in the right-hand corner and say open Incognito browser or something like that. What that does is it always logs you out. So you have to log in. Each time, so you're gonna have to remember your password. I know that's probably a challenge, because so often we just allow our password to be saved, which is a tremendous security risk, by the way. But we'll talk about that another day. But the idea is that your browser or your social media is not always logged in. So if you are out on Google and you're doing, you're on the internet and you're using it for work, you're not tempted to jump onto social media real quick because you'll have to physically log in and. And it just takes more effort. And the more effort that something takes us, the less likely we're going to do that, just pure out of habit. Set times that you are going to check your social media if it is something that's work related. So maybe you have times throughout the day, maybe you check your social media at 10 o'clock and at two o'clock, and those are the times that you check it and you go there for a specific objective. So identify your need and go there for that. And then that's it. Don't, don't spend any more time there. Don't, You're going to have to have enough self-discipline that you don't just continue to scroll and see what else is going on. You're going to have to say, look, I've accomplished what I came here for, and now I'm logging out or I'm closing it down. You're just going to have to do that. Like There's some things in our home office environment that just require self-discipline, and social media is one of them. Um, If you need to, though, if you need to use it, check it, get back out, and then get back to work. Turn the notifications off on your phone so that you're not getting notified when someone posts something or someone sends you a DM or whatever it turns out to be. Turn the notifications off. There's no reason for you to get notified throughout the day when someone hits you up on social media unless your job requires it. There's no reason for you to do that. It's it's a waste of time. This is a big one. Uh, To-do lists. So, at the beginning of your day, do you know what your goals are for the day? Do you know what you're going to accomplish for that day? I mean, have a to-do list that you are going to work through and that's going to help you stay on track. It's going to help you stay productive. Utilize a, a planner, a day planner, or your electronic calendar on your email, or or whatever you might use, however you schedule your day. Utilize a calendar and I like what Grant Cardone says. He says to schedule things in fifteen minute blocks. So if I'm scheduling something every fifteen minutes and it may be that something is scheduled uh, you know for thirty minutes or an hour, but I'm taking up those fifteen minute blocks. So if I schedule something for an hour following that time frame, that next fifteen minutes needs to have something in it. so i'm 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 not going to have any. White space in my calendar, right? I'm going to fill it all up so that I'm doing something throughout the whole day. When I find myself able to schedule my day on my calendar deliberately where I'm filling it all up, where there's no white space, I find myself to be infinitely more productive than uh, if I don't schedule my day. In fact, I probably am putting too little emphasis on this. So I really want you to think about scheduling your day on your calendar so that it's full. Whether you're making phone calls, whether you're checking your email, schedule time to check your email. How many of you, whether you're at a home office or in a traditional office, leave your email up all day long. You know, you got it up on on the screen all day. When an email comes in, do you just invariably feel like you need to go check it and read it? I mean, if your job is to Read email and respond to that, and that's what your job is. Like you're you're in a position where that's what you have to do. Like uh, most most of the time, that's not the case though. And so, shut down your email and schedule times. This is hard to do. I get it. Like it's hard, but schedule times to check your email. Maybe you check your email when you first get to work. When you first sit down at your computer, you check your email, and then maybe you check it at ten o'clock, and you check it right before you go to lunch. And then you check it again at two o'clock and you check it before you go home for the day. There's very few things that are going to be emergencies that need to be dealt with, you know, in less than a two hour time frame. So it allows you to schedule those things on your calendar for one. So I'm going to schedule a block on my calendar, a 15 minute block to check email. And then maybe I schedule. You know, another fifteen-minute block after that to deal with anything that comes up in my email that I might have to uh, that I might have to handle. But I'm scheduling those times so that email is not a distraction all throughout the day. I've been in situations where I have checked my email all throughout the day, and you get in a habit of that, and you feel like. I can't not do that. You feel like I, I've got to check it because I'm, I'm going to miss something and somebody is waiting on me to respond. And what we do in those situations over time, we train the people that we work with that if they email us, we're going to respond right back. And that has to be a shift in expectation. And it may be even something that you verbalize with the people that you work with. You may say, um, listen, I'm going to be checking email at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock throughout the day. Um, I'm going to check it when I get there and then I'm going to check it a couple more times throughout the day. If you have an emergency and you need me, you're going to have to call me or or chat me or whatever you however you communicate, whatever your immediate way of communicating with with each other is, but if it's an emergency, don't rely on email, right? If you're going to need something from me in a time frame that's shorter than, you know, a couple hours or 3 hours or 4 hours, then You're going to need to call me. And maybe in your job, you can check your email once a day. Maybe you check it when you get there in the morning and then you check it again before you leave. Uh, But but the point is, and you, you see where I'm going with this, is email that's open all day long is a tremendous distraction. So schedule times to check your email and then shut it down after that. Don't just minimize it. Close your email out because you don't need the notification popping up or you don't need the distraction of seeing that there's you know, a certain number of emails that are waiting on you to be read. Close it down. It allows you to focus on another task at hand. Speaking of being able to focus on tasks at hand, have you ever heard of um, the Eisenhower Matrix, or it's also called the Urgent Important Matrix? I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. I think you'd really benefit from checking this out. There's a nice little video that goes with it. Um, I've been using it for a long, long time. I recommend that people start off by creating this matrix on paper. And when you have a task that comes up, you write it down in the specific quadrant that it goes in. And what essentially what this is, is you are able to determine what is urgent and what is important. And through that determination, you decide whether you're going to do it first whether you're going to schedule it to be done later, whether you're going to delegate it to somebody, or whether you're not even going to do it at all. And so you do that by determining where it falls on this matrix. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower is where this thing was developed, and he has the quote that says, "'What is urgent is seldom important, and what is important is seldom urgent.'" Again, I'm going to put the website link to this into the show notes so that you can um, physically use it. There's a PDF that you can download. I think there's some other things there that, that um, it's just a free resource, but I've been using it for years and years and years, and I don't even physically write this stuff down anymore. I can just sort of um, prioritize these things in my head now, and you'll get to that point as well. Um, one of the things that's in there is to delegate, and just because you're working from home doesn't mean you can't delegate. And delegation doesn't always mean that you are delegating it to a subordinate. It may just be that it that, that task is more appropriately done by someone else. And so the word delegation doesn't necessarily mean that I'm giving it to someone that is lower on the food chain than me, but it just means that I'm passing off this task or this responsibility to someone else. And oftentimes that's somebody who can um, do it more efficiently or better or uh, whatever the case may be. It might be that you're giving it to one of your employees, uh, but, but you could delegate that to your boss, uh, whatever that task may be. So look for the show notes uh, for the urgent, important matrix. I think you'll really enjoy that. Um, communication tools. Let's talk about that for a second. What are you using to communicate with your team? And, and here's a place where you know you may have to take the lead, if your team doesn't already have something like this in place, you may have to take the lead and try to implement something. But it's important when you work from home that you have the appropriate ability to collaborate with the people that you work with. Now, when you work from home, rarely, unless you you know are a sole proprietor or you are a business owner or you're working on your side hustle or something like that and you don't have any employees, rarely do you work alone. Uh, just because you work remote doesn't mean you work alone, I hope. I hope you have uh, a structure of support and and you know colleagues and coworkers and team a team environment even though you work from home but you have to be able to collaborate on things so what do you use to collaborate because this is important from a productivity standpoint uh, there are tools out there that can help you with your collaboration and they can make it more productive and more efficient uh, one of the things i like to use is microsoft teams Uh, I haven't been using it for a long, long time, uh, over the last probably year and a half or so. But the more and more that I began using it, the more I found it to be efficient and improve in collaboration. Do you use any sort of video conferencing? Do you Skype or do you uh, use anything like that to Google Hangouts or anything to to see your teammates face-to-face? all that is important. Like just because you work from home doesn't mean you don't need to collaborate. and doesn't mean you you don't need face-to-face interaction. So these communication tools, if you don't have something like that, that your team is already using, bring it up at the next team meeting and say, hey, what can we use to help us collaborate better? If you're not sure what's out there or what would be the best solution, I'll be happy to uh, talk to your team and, and see what you guys are doing now and how you work now and see what I might be able to recommend or help you implement from a collaboration perspective. Another aspect of collaboration or another aspect of communication while you're remote is getting feedback. Sometimes when you're working from home, you just feel like you're sort of on an island, don't you? Like you're out there, out of sight, out of mind, specifically when there is uh, people who also work Uh, at the traditional office for your company, and then there's also remote workers. Those remote workers can, at times, feel like they're out on an island all by themselves, and it's important if you are a leader in that organization that you be deliberate and take specific steps to make sure that your remote workers feel engaged, and there's a lot of things that you can do. We don't have Time. This isn't the appropriate forum for that, but there's a lot of things that you can do to make sure that they feel engaged because that's a big deal. Working from home, you can feel isolated, you can feel alone, you can feel like you're out on an island with no support. And it's important that those people um, feel like they have the support of the team. One of the things you can do is to request regular feedback. So ask for feedback sessions. That will help keep you accountable, but it's also going to ensure that you're getting the support that you need. Because sometimes, you know, our supervisors or uh, the people that we report to, they may not know exactly what we need. They may not understand the dynamics of working from a home home office. Uh, Do you have daily team calls? If you don't have that, can you implement that? Is that something that you could implement for your team? Could you have, you know, a ten-minute team call, a fifteen-minute team call every day that just uh, that it just gets everybody going? You know, at eight o'clock, eight thirty in the morning, you're going to have a team call and you're going to talk about uh, what we're going to get accomplished for the day, just from a high level, and we're going to celebrate any wins that we had from the prior day. How how cool would that be? Just to collaborate with each other, just for fifteen minutes every day, a daily team call, kind of rally everybody together. If you don't have something like that already, could you could you be the catalyst that gets that going? Could you start that? Could you recommend that to your supervisor and say, hey, could we do this? Uh, I think this would be really beneficial. I think it could help boost morale and I think that it could you know help improve productivity. Maybe you be the change agent that tries to get that thing going. You hear me talk about this all the time, but I really recommend that you engage in self development. And I think working from home, it's even more important that you do that. Sometimes we we do get uh, where we feel like we're on an island, and we do feel like we are, uh, you know, we don't have a, a lot of interaction with people around us. And so, I recommend that you you really work on yourself, right? Really. Um, focus on who you are and what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and help to develop those things and become better, a better version of you. I talk about that all the time. That, that's the, the theme of our podcast is to become a better version of ourselves. Um, and self-development is how we do that. That's one of the ways. And so the things that you can do is maybe you schedule a 15-minute block every day to listen to a podcast or maybe you spend 30 minutes a day to listen to an audiobook, or you actually read Part of a book, if you don't like listening to audiobooks, you read, uh, you know, uh, you schedule time on your calendar, you block off time on your calendar for self-development. Remember, we talked uh, earlier today about blocking off time. You block off time for self-development. It's that important, people. Um, It's so important that you engage in self-development. I can't even begin to tell you how much benefit you'll get from improving yourself. Self-development and self-improvement is something that no one can take away from you. When you learn and you educate yourself and you become a better version of you, nobody can take that away. That is yours. You earned it. And nobody can take that away from you. And that's important. Like you became a better version of yourself and that's going to help you in every aspect of your life. When you work from home, it's important that you eat with a purpose, when I say eat with a purpose, I mean, don't just mindlessly eat. It's easy when you work from home to go to the cupboard and grab some chips or some cookies or a snack, right, all throughout the day because it's it's right there. It's not like you're at the workplace and, you know, you don't have an endless supply of food uh, or, you know, you don't have a snack cabinet or whatever. You've, you see what I'm saying? Like there's food readily available in your home. And it's important that you eat with a purpose. It's not going to do you any good to... Snack throughout the day. So be deliberate. I talked a while ago about uh, your lunches and meal prepping. or So be deliberate about that. Don't just go grab a snack out of the cupboard, but eat with a purpose. So eat, eat your breakfast. Have a snack in the mid-morning and eat your lunch. And then have a snack in the mid-afternoon. But make those things healthy things that will help your brain to think. It will help you to improve. It will help you to be more efficient. It will help you be more productive. A Snickers bar is not that. While I love their commercials, how they keep people from being grumpy, that's not going to be the best snack that's going to help you to be more productive. So think about those things that are going to help you to be the most productive. And we'll leave that to my wife when she does her health coaching to give us some good advice on what are good, efficient, productive snacks that we need to be eating throughout the day. As we get ready to close this out, I just want to make a couple final points as we close out. Use your home office for what it, it's meant to be. It's your home office. It's not your space that you work 24 hours a day. If you've dedicated a certain period of time when you're going to be in your office, that's when you're there. That's when you're working. And when, when, that, when you're outside that time frame, unless there's an emergency, you're not working. Like Think about the times when you, if you're, if you work in a traditional office. You don't just run up there in the evening at 7 o'clock at night just to knock out five minutes worth of work. But we tend to do that at our home office, don't we? We'll go check email at 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. But you wouldn't necessarily do that if you had to go to the office to do it. So think about that. Like, Make sure there's a clear delineation between your personal life and your professional life when it comes to your home office. And I know that's a fine line because there's, there are times when we need to work in the evening. Or there's times when we're working on a project and it requires extra hours. I'm just talking about in general. Like make sure that you have a clear understanding about going to work and getting off work. At the end of the day, shut your computer down and go spend time with your family. Go to the gym, go do a hobby, go to go spend time with your church family. Like go do something and get away from your home office. It's going to be there tomorrow. Your employer is not expecting you to work 24/7 because you work out of your home office. And if they are, you know, might be time to con- make some considerations there. That's a whole nother podcast. But make sure there's a clear line between your home office and your personal life. And that's why I said it's so important to have a dedicated space. Otherwise, we tend to just, we let, that, we let our work just creep into the rest of our life, don't we? And if you're working from home and you are also trying to pursue a side hustle and that space uh, overlaps each other, that makes it even harder. And you're just going to really have to uh, dedicate time on your calendar to work on the various different things. And you're going to have to be very deliberate about not letting those overlap. It takes discipline. It takes practice. It takes habits. But you can do it. Uh, This is not a struggle that is isolated to you. A lot of people struggle with this. But there are some things that you can do to help Make yourself more efficient, more productive, and enjoy working from your home office. Because I love it. I absolutely love working from home. And I would, if if it's my preference, I'd have it no other way. But it takes effort. It takes deliberateness. It takes um, time and scheduling. It takes being particular about not allowing our personal, our professional life to overlap any more than they should. There's going to be times when they do collide with each other. Do the best you can to keep them separate. You know, when I uh, go to a seminar or a conference or I listen to an audiobook or I listen to a podcast, I'm, div- I'm doing something that's self-development. I want to walk away with some nuggets. So I want to encourage you today, if you were able to take a couple nuggets out of this, count that as a win. Like if I walk away with two or three or four nuggets out of something, that's a win for me. Like if I get five, that's a that's a grand slam. If I can leave a conference or a, an audiobook and I've got five good nuggets that I can put into practice. So, if you can walk away from this with a few good nuggets, count that as a win. Put those things into place, and then work on improving those things. Come back and listen to this podcast, you know, a month from now, and see what else you pick up. Sometimes, you know, we we pick up something new the next time we listen to something. Every time I read a book, there's books that I love to read, listen to. You know, I don't read uh, the books; I listen to. Over and over and over again. I, there's some books I've listened to ten times because every time I listen to them, I come come across something new that I can another nugget that I can put into place. And so I would encourage you to uh, enjoy the wins, grab a few things out of what we talked about today, and put them into practice. And as we close out, here's my challenge: overcommit and overdeliver from your home office. Seek to be exceptional in this area of your life. We talked about this the other day, seeking to be exceptional in every area of your life in your home office is no exception. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for me today. This episode was actually brought to you upon the request of someone who wanted to get more information in this area of their life. So your feedback does matter. So send me your feedback. Let me know what you think. If you want to hear about something in particular, let me know. I'll put together a podcast specific to that, and hopefully it'll be a little help to you. You can reach me through the contact information that's in the description of our podcast, but you can also find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, My email address is in the show notes. My phone number's in there as well. Uh, You got questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Play by Play today, and as always... I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I am Jammin' Jamie, and I hope you have a fabulous day.